Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the Mission Impossible franchise one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. I'm Niall. And I remembered to do it that time. Hey. (laughs) And back, back, back again. It is me, John. Back once again for the Renegade Master over there. Welcome back, guys. I am known as the Renegade Master. Thank you for having me. (laughs) We're at minute 59. This minute begins with the return of Sleeth and Hunt. And ends with McCloy shirtless in a rubber box. Ooh. Not my favorite look <laughs> for Brendan Gleeson, which I've said all week and never called him Dommel once. <laughs> oh no, of course not, of course. Uh, it's not a good, it's not a good look. But before we get to that, let's get let's talk let's talk some Sleeth and Hunt. Um, Sleeth and Hunt, for those that don't know, he is uh, Ethan Hunt when <laughs> when Ambrose is pretending to be him, mm. and uh, it's when Tom Cruise is acting weird, like he's doing a weird face thing. Like well, he's, he's acting like Tom Cruise in real life, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like Tom Cruise? Uh, we never asked. Like, what are your what are your thoughts on the gentleman? Oh no, I do. I I don't really I like him as a person. That sounds really harsh, doesn't it? That sounds horrible. He comes across weird and creepy, mm. but as an actor. I, I think he's in some fantastic stuff, and I really appreciate that he still tries to do his stunts. Mm. But as a person, yeah, he's weird. He's a weird guy. Uh, see, like I am, I've had like a lifelong fascination with cults and stuff like that. Yeah, and obviously, I've been very deep in like red, you know, red going clear. I've gone deep into. The, oh, I the thought you meant of... you have a deep fascination with cults because you're in one. No, no, <laughs> that's no, what no. I thought. Well, I've looked into the, oh, the wise and wear forces of, of, of Scientology. Walked past the London Scientology Center. It's pretty scary in there, guys. If you look in, is the it front fancy? Door, the London the, one? The front door. Like I looked in, they had a big double glazing, like you know, open glass front, and it was just this giant marble hallway with this huge metal crest, and then this guy standing in a suit just staring at me. And I was like, oh, shit. And just kind of walked and walked away. But it looked intimidating. It looked very expensive and intimidating. So it's, uh, it's kind of Scientology in a, in a nutshell, really. But Expensive and intimidating, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so because of that, I am much more interested in the behind the scenes of Tom Cruise than him as an actor. Because I do have a – like, there's something going on with this. There's a lot of stuff in the dark. There is a lot of stuff going on. It's weird because we all – I think you, you guys mirror our thoughts on him. He just, we love him as an actor. Mm. Like, we have nothing bad to say. I can't think of a role in the past 25 years that I've hated him in. Yeah. There have been movies that haven't been great, but mm. I would never say he's the reason why it wasn't great. Yeah, been- he's good in everything. Like, did he ruin The Mummy, the most recent? That's a, that's a good one, because that's a, like a, you know, a box office disaster. Still, mm. it made some money, but it, it killed the dark universe, basically. <laughs> and that's him and McHugh, and it's, you know, they're obviously known to be able to do this and that's where it's like what happened there mm. like what were they not allowed to do but that, that, that's the thing though like and um you guys you might have touched on it at the beginning of the movie but uh the thing is tom cruise to me is like yeah he's always a good actor but i love when he plays villainous and when he at the beginning of the movie when he's doing that oh whole, yeah oh, you keep calling me this you really shouldn't when he's going very very creepy he makes a great villain like he, yeah, that's he why he's Sleeth and Hunt. Sleeth and Hunt's awesome. Yeah, he should be doing this like way, way more. Like, no, maybe, maybe he's planning that already. It's like that's why he's doing like two more Mission Impossible's back to back. Well, like, maybe that's now, maybe that's the young, last Mission Impossible. I'm young, quote unquote. And then when I can't do it anymore, I'll move into villain roles or something. I mean, that's what I've told. That's what I've told Chris. Well, the last movie he becomes like, oh the villain. He got some bad news. He's like, put two movies on. Let's do it. Let's do as fast as possible. Shoot them back to back. I got to get these out. That's what we hope. 
<laughs> at the end of the last one, it turns out that Sleethan Hunt's it's it's still been him the whole time. Dugray Scott's underneath the thing. Like, yes. Now is the the Dugray, he's back. The world will love this actor. Yeah, I would love that. Oh my god! It's a bit but of a long I, I do con like when he's playing. When yeah, he's playing like that, but he I has am. it later on in this. In these minutes, he'll he's that way. He's kind but of like we only get to see him for a second. The- but later on next week, he's just whatever this whatever uh, Tom Cruise has decided is going to be. Do Gray Scott? It's awesome. <laughs> It's amazing, and and I love the way the movie kind of makes fun of that side of Tom Cruise. They they, they say a line later on about his smile being creepy, or was it earlier on? It's in the movie somewhere. <laughs> like, because uh, Dugray Scott says like he he's had to you know do the stupid grin when he's yep. uh, being Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, that's later in the movie when they're in the uh, underground yeah. bunker. Ah, uh, yeah, there you I go. think. But I think I, I said on when I was on Watchmen minute. And I st- stand by it. It's, it's annoying me now because they're doing this HBO Watchmen reboot. Mm-hmm. But the role for me that Tom Cruise was born to play is Ozymandias in Watchmen. Because everything about oh, that yeah. character is Tom Cruise. It's like, yeah, he's a yeah. older guy who's still insanely physically fit. Still at the peak peak of his powers despite his age. And he's also – he appears avuncular and he's super rich and he seems very, very nice to everybody. And he thinks he's darkness. doing – he thinks he's doing the world a favor by being Tom Cruise. And it's like, yeah. no, behind it, there's very, very dark mechanisms at work here. And it's just, it bugs me now because that's going to come out and say, like, Tom Cruise should be playing that part. Why can't we just somehow move the universe into the set where it's like going to be, yes, Tom Cruise is now playing Ozymandias somehow just to keep me personally happy. Yeah, instead we get, instead we get, um, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his Matthew, name. Off the top Matthew of my head right now. Good? What do you call him? The guy? Yeah, the guy. Yeah, in the, fir- in the movie, but in the in the in the TV show, it's Jeremy Irons. Mm. Like Which Jeremy. I think he's too old. I think he's too old. I think he's too old for Ozymandias. That's how I. F- but I guess it is. I mean, it's well, future I mean, Ozymandias. It's, it's a it's 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 a future thing. I mean, it's right. like it's years after right. the original one, apparently. So. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Yeah. It may be too far. Well, hey, guess what? We get to see it, and uh, Jeremy Irons yeah. is great. So we'll hopefully he nails it and i'm just like oh, okay what was i thinking yeah. <laughs> it won't it won't be able out by the time this comes out so <laughs> but i'm, I'm still waiting to put down money now though it, it might be great it'd be better if tom cruise is playing the part let me tell you <laughs> yeah, yeah i agree yeah i love him i, I love him and this uh <laughs> so anyway it, we've got sleeth and hunt running around again yes sleeth and hunt's running around he's 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 grabbed naya in the dark and they're about mm. to talk but before we hit that we get beefcake <laughs> brendan gleason in a plastic box <laughs> uh, laying in a bed with some of his vitals, and he's uh, woozily waking up from his uh, limo drugging. Mm. Uh, look at them guns, guys. Yeah. Didn't know we were going to the gun show in this movie. <laughs> I will also say, though, before we get in too deep on uh, on like uh, Beefcake, Brendan Gleeson lying here. Uh, <laughs> Beefcake. <laughs> I, I did a little bit of research into Thandie Newton to see, like, oh, I wonder if she has any connections. Was there, you know, on Batman, we do a lot of like everything's connected we just come up with tenuous connections to bring everything back to batman sure you know? and i did you call do... him tenuous i called him genius yeah and i mean like a, one thing would be like oh well that music sounds very proto hans zimmer batman score to me to the character of naya is very strikes me as very catwoman-esque like if, if fanny newton was playing catwoman and just played her like this as this kind of same exact character it's like yeah that's a passable catwoman like you know the beautiful uh confidence lady thief who's just like oh you know pouncing around in high society and stuff it's like oh i could could get that part 
But the big thing that was like directly ties it into our show is the fact that I, I found out that uh, Fandy's daughter, uh, Nico Parker Newton, uh, named after Nico from you know Velvet Underground and Nico and stuff, and she also has another daughter named Ripley after Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. uh, in you know Aliens. Uh, but uh, she is making her acting debut this year in Tim Burton's Dumbo. So, oh, it's all related. Oh. Yeah, it's the yeah, direct tie back in. Oh, is she the daughter in Dumbo? I'm assuming so. I just that's, read, th- that's Sandy Newton's daughter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So the, she directly ties back into Batman Returns somehow. So. That is a movie I will probably be seeing by myself because my whole family has said nope. <laughs> I'm not going to see Dumbo because I cried in the original one. Mm. I can't oh, imagine seeing it. I know, but they, they're they like, nope. Uh, <laughs> like, they even show I'm that scene Zoom. where the mom grabs his Dumbo's trunk and they kind of intertwine. And she's My wife's like, no. Oh, <laughs> she's like, I'm oh, man, Her ball. daughter looks just like her, but like a weird robot version of her. You know? <laughs> it, this scene also, bef- before we move on to Beefcake, uh, Brendan, uh, the, there also was a scene that was cut from the uh, shooting script. At this point, right before she walks, before this, as she's walking outside, I kind of put it here because the last minute, it's literally her in a dark room. That's boring. But here, um, after they get back from the uh, horse race and after the right jacket pocket stuff, Ambrose and Nia actually stand on the veranda at night. So it's during this night. And she, um, Ambrose says, he has, they both have glasses of champagne. And Ambrose says, to Australia. It's made so many convicts feel at home. Here's hoping it does the same for you. He laughs. She does it. <laughs> Not a great line. Sean, there's something I've been meaning to talk to you about. Isn't going to be easy for me to say. And Ambrose says, uh, then don't say it. I don't know what to do about you, Sean. I'm a bit muddled. I need time to do what? Sort it all out. And you're not going to have time. There's been a change in plans. A change in plans? Yes, we won't be able to have dinner tonight. Something's come up. I hope you don't mind. Oh, no, not at all. Maybe just a bit. Okay, so I said that wrong, but it's, oh, no, not at all. Well, maybe just a bit. There you go. That's better. Uh, Ulrich will be about. He'll look after you. Lovely. I don't know what this scene is. Hmm. I'm glad they cut it. They may have shot it, but... It's boring and oh, I get it. So that way she thinks she can run out. That's probably why it was. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's why she thinks she can leave. That's why she thinks she can leave the the layer yeah. and, and walk around the offices. But I don't understand because remember in the movie it seems it uh, plans uh, she walking around the room going where is everybody like Ambrose Sean like she said she doesn't know where anybody is and she goes running outside. Hmm. I don't know what she's running outside to. Is she looking for Sean? In the movie version, not in the, what I just read you, is she disturbed that she doesn't know where Sean is? So I, I took it that she thought question. the place was been like raided or something. She seems so panicked that she's like booting it out the door. I thought she was. Does she know something that we don't? That like, oh, no one's around. Clearly, well, she does. Mm. In the script, she does know what we don't know, which is Ambrose had a change of plans and had to do something tonight. Mm. In the movie version, no. She doesn't know anything, so it's literally like everyone vanished. Because mm. Stamp's would be not around weird, either. To be fair, if you just nobody was around all of a sudden in this big compound, that'd be pretty strange. Yeah, there's just one person in the sex dojo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I mean, I don't like the sound of that scene, as in it sounds dull. 
But I do like one aspect of it in that she's kind of she's playing him a little bit, like saying, oh, yeah, that's fine. You've changed your plans. Oh, well, I'm a little bit annoyed. I like that where she's a bit flip flopping because in the finished movie, she kind of just goes back to him and basically throws herself at him, which seems suspicious. Like this woman just turns up out of the blue again and wants to go out with me. I think there should have been a bit more play hard to get. Yeah, there should have been more wooing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, from her point of view, because then it would feel more real and it, less suspicious. I mean, it was that, that's the scene they added with Stamp being, you know, having his back, you know, him clipping off the end of his finger. Because hmm. Ambrose knows this seems too good to be true. Yeah. They, I think the movie, the movie had time. We're an hour in. They could have had her be infiltrated into his, like, um, uh, sphere of influence a little easier. Hmm. Like, maybe she just shows up somewhere else. Maybe he sees... Because he's always tracking her. He kind of Google alerts her. Yeah. Maybe he's tracking her and she's in Australia. Doesn't have to be... You know, maybe she's pulling a job. Mm. And he just finds out through his contacts that she's pulling a job. And then she gets caught. And that's the part of the IMF did where they had her get caught. Yeah. So he's kind of watched her. As opposed to just finding out she's in jail. And now going and rescuing her and bringing her here. Mm. That's... it's, it's, It's lazy. Yeah. Have you guys uh, talked at all about uh, the fact that apparently Thandie Newton has been dubbed uh, the queen of practical jokes by David yes. Swimmer? Of, yes. Uh, of all people. <laughs> yes, we brought this exact thing up. I may have even said it. Yeah, I think you did. And then we, were, we talked about how she didn't use David Swimmer, and we talked about Run Fat Boy Run and Simon Pegg and all that. Brought it all back full circle. Mm, that's just fun, though. We were, like, we were like, what a weird – well, one, that it was attributed to David Swimmer, yeah. and two, that they know each other other than that they were in a movie together, but that, that – like they have that relationship. No, he directed kind of her. He wasn't yeah. in the movie. Like, he directed. You're like, if you put those, you, I would never put those two together. No, not at all. That's <laughs> just the fact, though. That like, because we're talking like, oh, but Thaddeus Newton disappeared for so many years. He didn't seem to be getting all that kind of hot level of work. But the fact that like, oh, she's been dubbed the queen of um, practical jokes, and then that one story I read was uh, saying, yeah, she swapped Simon Pegg's water bottles for vodka during a press junket. And the way she talks about it, she's like, oh yeah, I swapped those things. <laughs> what a sap. I was like, is Thaddy Newton just like a big bully and stuff? Yeah, because like, Simon, Simon is is uh, well now he is he's sober now, but that would have been an awful trick if he was if he was then. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that like Thaddy Newton's just a dick. Like nobody wanted to work with her for years. It's like oh she keeps coming in and putting cellophane over toilet seats and like you know a friend who was just getting off heroin. She'd stuck <laughs> heroin into his veins somehow. She's, a, she's an absolute she, jerk. She's Stop. the uh, she's the Jared Leto of. Uh, Practical jokes. Oh, Everyone's like, oh my god, they gotta stop. <laughs> what was it he was doing on Suicide Squad? Wasn't he sending people weird packages? Dead rats, like animals, like dead animals. Yeah. Yeah. Used condoms as well, I believe, as one of the ah. things he said. Yeah. And he was think this is gonna get me such good press, because people are gonna be so impressed that I went Because everyone method. loves those. Yeah, and the world went, oh, fuck you, what, what two things, what two things do people love? Used condoms and dead rats. <laughs> of course. That's what you want to get in the in the mail in the mailbox. Hilarious! Oh, your mailbox! Yeah, you used it right. Nice job. <laughs> hey, look at me! I'm American John, and I use a mailbox. Yeah, I always get yeah. the temptation to say because I'm a big fan of "They Might Be Giants," and they have a song called "Letterbox." Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the, the people say "Letterbox" is that a thing that they only say because we just say "Postbox" or right. we just say no, it just comes no, to we us. Don't. No, I don't no, think no, I, no. we ever call it a letterbox. No, no, this is your Irishness. It's the letterbox. That's I've what's on your door. The people in England call it letterbox. I've never heard yeah. people call it letterbox. 
Yeah, that's what it is. It's the letterbox. Because yeah, usually, oh, some, see? sometimes they, in England they make it because they have like yeah the little slots in the door, and sometimes they make them very difficult because they have it like you have to physically like it's like they're seized together. You always have to push yeah. open the whole thing as if the the box doesn't want to have the letters or something. <laughs> so I don't know. But they, oh, England doesn't want posts. It's just like no, no, no good can come from people sending us things. Let's just well, make it this bills or takeaway menus, like you said. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of boxes. Uh, we have an Irish letterbox, yeah. and it is full of uh, just a big hunk of Irishman. We can now get to talk about beefcake, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a husky chap. Like he is a, he he's a he's a big guy. I mean, yeah. remember him from Braveheart? He was huge. Like when he's wearing like non like normal clothes, when he's wearing like a like a weird mm. shirt and a kilt, he's a big dude. <laughs> I was concerned actually, and I think they might have added padding to him. Did oh. any of you guys watch Mr. Mercedes when it was on uh, the show? He like the Stephen King adaptation he did quite recently. No, I didn't see that. It was, it was pretty good, but um, it's uh, yeah, because he's in, as I recall in the books. Because I was like, I'm an instant order for when Stephen King no, reads something. I'm either. like, yeah, I'll read that. Just instantly get it. So I read, uh, read all the books it's based on, and at the beginning, his character is supposed to be like at his lowest ebb, so he's supposed to be mm-hmm. way, way overweight. And then as it goes on, he gets kind of kicked in the gear, and he supposed to trim way down but at the beginning of mr mercedes like i was worried about brendan gleason because it looked like like he is gonna die any second he looks horrible i think they might have put a little bit of like more on him to give you that impression because as it goes on he kind of just turns into normal brendan gleason yeah he's not a big i mean he's a big guy physically but he's not um he's he's gonna go into that john goodman phase where he's he's like fit husky yeah, for lack of a better term, he's. I mean, when you're over six foot one, six foot, he seems like a a big guy. Mm. Yeah, and, but he also was standing next to Mel Gibson. So, um, you know, <laughs> I, a lot of times I reference him mostly from Braveheart. So I apologize. That's a lot of questions. One, one for the fact that Braveheart is a movie that is not in any way factual. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like you, you asked us like earlier in the week about like well, where do we know Dugray Scott from. Mm-hmm. And so, because I I knew Brendan Gleeson like in the nineties because he was in a big movie in Ireland called The General, was based on the life of Martin Cahill, who was like an infamous Irish criminal. This guy's like a, he was kind of like a gentleman thief, like did massive art heists and stuff like that, mm. and uh, goes violently, violently murdered down the line. Uh, I say gentleman thief too. He did put bombs in people's cars and stuff. He wasn't that much of a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, not very gentlemanly. Though. Uh, That's not very gentlemanly. No. Yeah. But they did make the movie Ordinary Decent Criminal with Kevin Spacey. That's also based on him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so Brendan Gleeson was because in Ireland, whenever they make any movie, it's like the biggest thing in Ireland because it's like we made a movie, guys. Uh, so it was a big, big deal. Uh, but like, with what, an actual what? Irishman playing, you know, an Irishman. Yeah, because usually like, have we got another Roddy Doyle adaptation coming out. Yes, we've made our one movie this year. The Irish film industry at that point was not that booming. I mean, he's six one. He's a big guy. <laughs> but uh, so where do where do you guys know? Because I you know would have known him back then. He is also every Irish dad's favorite actor. They all love Brendan. <laughs> every Irish, I like that. Now that yeah. I like. I, mean, I think my uncle met him as well. I think he had a he talked to him in a pub one time. But he is just he is just a guy. Like he's very much Niall, afraid. Um, we've talked about this. He lives in your town. We know. <laughs> we got it. He is. He of course you've met him. You bump into him every Sunday at church. But uh, but but when when did you start becoming aware of him? Because I know he's had a kind of like he's really risen to fame. And, the past couple of years, but where did you in America start registering Brendan Gleeson as a presence? 
Oh God, I have to go back because I went back. I, I've I've not seen the general, but it's been brought up a bunch of times as one of his best movies. Mm. You know, so I was like, okay, I it may be Braveheart. Yeah, because that's ninety five, and I can't remember anything before then because all the other stuff he'd been in it before that were TV movies, and I assume Irish and uh, English TV. Yeah. Well, well, he's got a he's got a Tom Cruise connection because I remember him in Far and Away. Oh yeah, he is in Far he's and Away. In, he's in Far and Away. Cause, yeah, because of That's course he is. He him. is literally default Irishman to us. We're <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. when we see him, we're like, all right, yeah. It's but fine. but it was really it was really Braveheart that really showed me who he was, and I'm like, That's, I, I I was like, oh, I like him. He's fun. I like him as an actor, and uh, but but I remembered him from Far and Away as well. He's also in Michael so. Collins, mm. which yep. I saw, of course, again. Yeah, it, I saw these movies, but I don't remember him in Michael Collins and I don't remember him. I, I probably would now if I watched far and away, but when I saw it, I didn't think, Hey, it's the guy from Michael Collins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Braveheart's definitely the thing that made at least me as an American be like, <laughs> when he's in another movie, I'm gonna be like, it's the guy from Braveheart. See, like Seamus better than me then, because I, I saw Braveheart you know, when it came out. I saw it years later. I didn't realize that was him for years. Like so, I, I saw him in plenty of things after as well, and never made the connection. Or that the guy who played his dad was almost his own age. Like yeah, the, that's crazy. <laughs> and they 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 even played him as like an old man, and you're like, and now you're like, oh, they weren't really that <laughs> far apart. <laughs> See, I don't think I didn't really recognize him, despite having seen him in multiple things until. Well, that's good. Though. I have to say, Harry Potter, and then he was in uh, what was that one? The Guard. Which oh is, yeah. These are all quite recent. Yeah, yeah. And the guards kind of like that was almost like the the follow up to In Bruges, which I think might have been where it was like, oh, he's he's the star of a movie now. It's not like he's not playing a featured part. He is now like him, Colin Farrell, are now the main draws. I think yeah, the the, the guard might have been like, yeah, he's the main guy now. So yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, he got there eventually. Clawed his way to the top. This guy. Well, if people haven't seen the guard, it's a, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Don Cheadle's in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have him. Yeah, that's why I was wondering why they had Don Cheadle as a reference point for a double, uh, for a Brendan's height. It says Brendan is 6'1. Uh, Don Cheadle is 6 feet. And I was like, why is he next to him? Ah. <laughs> and then underneath it, also, fun fact, guys, Don Gleason, also 6'1. Have you go. never uh, yeah. played the, the popular party game of like, uh, what height are you to do, um, Don Cheadle? No. Is that a board game? Is that a board game? Because that sounds. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big cardboard cutout you get of Don Cheadle, and then you just measure people next to it to find out what height they are in comparison to him. Fun That's for the so whole cool. family. Yeah. Is it in? Uh, is it in? Uh, is it metric or is it uh, inches? Well, obviously it depends on which country you're in. It's, it's oh, okay. I didn't know because well, he's an American actor, so I didn't know if he, you know, it comes in inches. And you just <laughs> well, got to figure he, it out. If you, you want to be extra like, confusing, in the, yeah, in, you're all like, I don't know, what is this? <laughs> in Six the UK, foot. we we mess up metric. Like most things are metric. But then certain other things aren't, but only specific <laughs> things. So well, that's like it is here. <laughs> so like uh, your height will be feet and inches. Okay. Uh, but we don't How did that become standardized? That's weird, uh, right? Exactly. But weights no in idea. stones. But weights in stones. That's another weird thing. Like, what the hell's that? That's not even metric. <laughs> that's just a puzzle for Americans. We're all like, wait, how much is in a stone? What's a st- okay? What? Because <laughs> I remember I met somebody. They're like, oh, you're, you're twelve stones or whatever. I don't even know because it's like what seven pounds or something. I don't even know 
what it oh, is. I have no idea. There's <laughs> some conversion to it. I'm like, this makes no sense. This uh, is the problem with our schools as well, because they, they kind of don't commit to one or the other. They teach you a bit of this, a bit of that. So by the time you leave, you I don't know how to weigh things. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing if I'm baking. I'm like, uh, what? What do oh, I need? That's the, the big thing now. Like, yeah, Googling recipes. And you get yeah. an American oh, one, yeah. and you're like, one cup of this. So like, what the hell is that? Like, oh, yeah, so I you guys bought don't an American have cups? cup, no. so I could do it. <laughs> Wait, you guys don't have literally, no, I know you have cups, but you don't have, like, the, the measuring, like, a standard measuring thing on a little chain. It's, like, everything. It's, like, a teaspoon, no. tablespoon. No, no. How do you guys I, measure? You guys measure everything in uh, ounces. Yeah, because of kilograms, things like that, yeah. Kilograms. Oh, my God. Like, milligrams? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. or milliliters and mm. things like oh, that. Oh, I would depending. be so confused if someone told me to put seven grams in something. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't I, – like, is that a pinch? Like, yeah. what am I doing? All this time, like, I was I was making something. I said, yeah, put the one cup of olive oil. It's like an entire cup of olive oil. Like, going to fill up – I think it's going to be, like, most of the bottle. What the hell? It's like, well, just so you know, a cup of olive oil is still a lot. That's a lot of olive oil. <laughs> I don't know what yeah, you're making. Yeah, A little bit goes a long way, guys. It's a <laughs> Mission Impossible minute. Uh Life hack. All right, let's move on to uh, Tech of the App. This is a good time. We, we've talked about Donald Gleason. We can talk more about him in this little box tomorrow. We're in there. We're in We're in the Tech of the App zone. Did you guys feel the shift? Oh, completely different vibe now. <laughs> yeah, this room's more echoey somehow. It's a big room. Uh, tell me what you guys got. Let's go with uh, Nile first. Um... I'll go. I don't know if it counts as tech, but I'll go for uh, Sleeping Hunt's little little hat. I'm a fan of this. Always, he's, he's, he's put on like a proper old school burglar outfit for the, for this operation. Uh, uh, since we've been talking about what things are named, let's go. I call those toboggans. Uh, some people call, call them that hat a toboggan. Yes, that is oh, a toboggan. Okay. But that's just a me and Beanie. probably my family because I've met people here that don't yeah. call it a toboggan. See, uh, a toboggan is a sled. I've been yeah. confused in the past because I always referred to something like that as a Benny hat. And then in more recent years, oh. I've heard Americans were called it a beanie. Yeah, it's a beanie. Yeah, you're oh, being no. weird. Now. Or a toque. <laughs> People will call it a toque. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but I still stick with Benny. But I think I might – I've come to realize over the years, like, I think I'm the only person who's calling it this. <laughs> so I think I'm the only person Irish that calls thing. it toboggan. What do you call it, Chris? Really? Weird. <laughs> I've always called them toboggans. Uh, yeah, Nick Cap. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what about you, John? Ooh, okay. I'm going to go with... I'm going to pick... I almost got his name wrong here, like you. Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> he Brendan, is the tech of the app. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, him as a, as a person. No, the, the weird little uh, tent thing, keeping him, keeping him uh, from infecting people, supposedly. Yeah, it's a fun little hazmat tent. I like this, but it it doesn't look tent of the app. Particularly, <laughs> maybe I don't understand infection. I should understand infection control. I work in a hospital, but uh, maybe I don't fully understand it because it doesn't look that safe. In that, it just has like a zip to close it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like a, oh, well, I think it's a double zip. But I yeah, you're right. Zippers are not no hermetically you, sealed. No, you'd think you'd need. If some, you blow air at a layer. zipper, it will like you can feel air through it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Which sure there's love, something though. inside. Hopefully, there's something inside of it that like, like there's like rubber on both sides, so the air would actually have to go left and right and up and down. I don't know. You'd think so, but you can't really see anything, and I You're find right. that hilarious. So I love it. All right, that's an excellent one. 
What about you, Chris? Uh, I was going to go with that too, but I'll go with the heart monitor. Oh, yeah. It's nice. It's a, it's a, a digital one. That's actually for 2000. It's pretty yeah. nice. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's pretty high tech. I wonder what, I can't really tell what's over to the right because it goes out of frame really quick, but it seems like it's his baseline blood and uh, they may have taken some blood and actually have blood sample results in there, which is odd. Mm. Yeah, you don't need to go that far with your fakery. But let's be honest, these people also did print up a fake newspaper, so uh, it doesn't put it past (laughs) them to create fake blood stats. That nobody's going to look at. No. No, uh, Ethan, I don't have time. What are you doing, Luther? I'm making blood stats. We don't need those. For the love of God, we didn't need the paper. I told you these things. I'm trying. Is this the words on the right hand screen? Yes. Yeah, because it's got like his weight, his cardiac rhythm. Oh, are his weight and stones? Uh, uh, that's an excellent question. Can we see? Are there libs? Are there lbs? Oh, it's <laughs> what are we doing here? I can't quite see. Can't quite oh, see. Can't, that's yeah, that's what I'm me. saying. I wish. I wish I had a, a, a shot of that one screen. I'd talk about that for thirty minutes. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I'm uh, one thirty-seven over sixty. Uh, not bad, not bad. I'm glad someone knows. I have no idea what any of those numbers mean. <laughs> one hundred twenty over ninety is uh, anything under ninety on the right side is good, but sixty is a little low actually. But he was just knocked out, so maybe it has something to do with it. I suppose he's been essentially sleeping. It'd be lower, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how blood pressure works. I am. I'm a goofball. Mm. Uh, I'm also Chris. Chris, I I was also going to pick that, but now that you've picked it, I'm going to pick something else too. Because we're all like, oh, we've got to pick something. Uh, I'm going to pick the house again because it's a great shot of it at uh, second eight. The Mm. house is my – the sex dojo is my tech of the app in this episode because it's a beautiful house. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the uh, modern uh, decor. Uh, I don't like the people inside of it, but I like all (laughs) the stuff about it. It's very this pretty. This is exactly the kind of place a villain would live. Oh yeah, it's a like, villain nobody layer. good lives in that house. Such a good layer, and it's funny that in this part they actually see, you actually see just underneath the concrete, like she's caught by sleep and in like a dingy, gross part around here. Also, we didn't talk about it in this minute. We can talk about it in the next minute or later because um, we only have two minutes and forty five seconds left. But uh, <laughs> why are they down there? Why did she even go down to this area? Uh, and the, how did he he know? But we'll come to that. It's is baffling to me. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that tomorrow. And we'll wrap up this week in minute sixty. Uh, you guys only have one minute left, so uh, we'll we'll come back tomorrow. And we'll do some plugs. You can find us at minuteimpossible.com and on Twitter at minimpossible, m i n impossible, and on the Impossible Minute Force on Facebook. So join us there. Uh, until tomorrow, I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. I've been Niall. I've been John. This minute will self destruct. <laughs> See you next time on the show Oh, no problem. Oh, my God. Please leave that in. (laughs) Yes, this is the... Talk. Shush.